You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. So let me just pray over us. God, we just know that your word comes forth. It is alive. It will not return void. So as your word is read, as we have declared, we have praised, we have worshiped, we're going to eat the word this morning, that it will produce fruit. And it will produce fruit that is long lasting. It will produce kingdom fruit. You know, the word says in John 15 that uh, when we ask, the Father answers, so our fruit will be complete. So, Lord, we just thank you for the fruit we're going to produce this morning. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to talk about a spiritual intelligence. I told you guys that I've been taking this 12-week intensive, and it is intense. It takes me about five-plus hours a week. There's three and a half hours of class and group time, and then the rest of it's homework. So it's a pretty intense class. And at some point, I, you know, they encourage you to teach it to your church, to develop groups that are interested in it. At some point, we are going to do that. We're just trying to figure out the timing and the schedule and all that kind of stuff, because it is such a profound, it's what we know already. But what, what it's doing for me, it is opening me up to bigger pictures and pieces of the puzzle that fit into things that I already know, but that will help me advance. And uh, that's what it's going to do for us. It's going to help us advance the kingdom. And just as a pure example this morning, like I said, at 440, 4.30 this morning, I'm sitting in the dark, praying in the spirit, praying over people, praying over you guys. And I was like, God, I need an answer for this. And I felt like, I didn't hear an answer. What I heard was the answer through Gene's prophetic word in the time of prayer this morning, that the things you contend for in the dark will come through in the light. And there's always the morning, right? So, um, you know, God uses all of us to give answers to what we're seeking. All of us. Not one person is skipped over if they're interested in participating. So I want to talk about this a little bit and... Uh, we had an interesting exercise in, in my Intel group. They call them Intel groups. And what they do is they give us uh, what they call double blinds. All you have is one piece of information. And the only piece of information we had was it's a female. That's it. I mean, literally, that's all we have. And we are to move past our intellectual intelligence move past our emotional intelligence and move into the spiritual realm where we are seated in heavenly places with God, hidden in Christ, and tap into that realm of information. Because we know God has the answers to all things, right? So we're, we're doing this and they give us, you know, they put up this timer, which I'm like, I have to close the screen. That's the pressure is the timer. But they do it. And um, so, you know, I listed out all my things. There's uh, in this class, there were there's, you know, 250 people. Uh, so we're listening all out. But what the, what it is, it's a it's a person that they once they get all the prophetic that is given that we gave them, they actually write a report and they send it to that person. 
It is cool. And they've done it to, you know, believers and non-believers, you know, but so we didn't know who it was. So they, we, you know, I wrote down all my information and um, at the end, they told us who it was and it was Sarah Palin. And it looks like she will be running for Senate over Alaska and the words she's been seeking words from the Lord in order to move her forward, to confirm, to give her uh, strategies, all this type of things. So they will put together all the words and send to her and let God speak through the words that come from, you know, 200 plus plus people that didn't even know who they're prophesying over. Now, this is, this is what God is calling us to do. Even healing, you know, God's saying, we're asking for breakthrough and healing. God's given a strategy for it. So just think about this. Think about being a, anybody, but she is a political figure who has definitely had some ups and downs. And she is looking for the, the sovereignty of God, the, 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 the yes of God, the, the word of God, the strategies of God. And it's been given to her by people that didn't even know they were prophesying over her. Now, of course, you know, not everybody had 100%. I didn't get her name or anything, but I knew it was governmental. I knew it was, you know, God gave me a whole list of things. And we shared, you know, a lot of it on the chat as we did it. We shared some of, the te- of what we got. And there was a common theme that came through this. So just think about the power that we have once we move past the IQ, the EQ into the spiritual quotient, into the spiritual realm where our answers are out of spirit to spirit connection versus through our brain, through our emotion. So that is what I'm going to talk about for a few minutes this morning. Um, It's good. I'm telling you, Uh, it is so good. What it'll do for us as a body is it will help us to realize that we hear much clearer than we think we hear because we're doing it as a group. It will help us sharpen our skills and be able to go quicker into that spirit to spirit realm and know that when our mind is trying to intersect, our emotions trying to intersect, it will, it, will, it will build us. It will strengthen us. And we will become a greater force because we're already a force against darkness, a force against what's happening. We are already a force. So it will make us even a greater force like David's, uh, you know, uh, warriors that he had, you know, he had, I think it was 400, right? Is that right? Something like that. Uh, but they were a force, you know, one man slain 10,000. I mean, they were a force and that's what we are. We're a force for the kingdom of God to change the world out there. So everybody, amen on that, because we know we're a force. We just heard testimonies about it. We we have to remember who we are. Uh, I am going to talk a little bit about our minds and renewing our minds this morning. We had a lot of testimonies about minds, but I just want to hit on these just, uh, uh, what would you call them? Definitions real quick. So IQ is, um, and this was just a summary of it that um, it didn't come out of this book. It came out of something else, but I forgot to note it. So just take my word for it or Google it yourself, either one. It, it's, it's, our IQ is supposed to gauge how well someone can use information and logic to answer questions and uh, make predictions. It is the number used, we all know there's an IQ number, right, uh, to express the apparent 
relative intellect, uh, intelligence of a person. So, uh, and we know that that is, uh, I'm not sure the IQ is a God thing. Because we who are born again, we have the mind of Christ. And if they want to give him the test, they wouldn't have enough measure to be able to measure what he's able to come up with. And that's who we are. So, you know, that's all I got on that. I just, you know, sometimes when you think about these things, because I've had an HR background, a corporate background, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the things that you use to help measure whether a person's going to be the right fit. You know, we used Myers-Briggs a lot, that type of thing. And it does help you. But there's a God factor that's not equated into any test, any quiz, any evaluation. You know, when you lay God on top of that, there's a whole level of transparency in the spiritual realm. Like when I give someone a test to hire them, it doesn't tell me how many demons they have in them. It doesn't tell me, you know, it doesn't, I can run a background check. I can do a, you know, I can see if they're on the terrace, which we do, the terrace watch group, all those kind of things. But it doesn't tell me what their spiritual quotient is. Only God tells me that. And one of the people we just hired at one of the companies I work with, you could tell God was all over her. And in the interview, legally, you can't say, is God all over you? I can see the spirit. No, you, you just can't. You just can't. Even though your body's going, I just want to find out what she knows about God because you know that she knows. But and then there's times you hire people and you know that they don't know God, but you know that that's the right fit that God's going to use them in your business, that you are going to bless them and they are going to bless you. And then sometimes you hire people and you're like, I missed that one because <laughs> they just ain't right for this. <laughs> but, you know, it's that it's it's our living out of. And I talk about this all the time, the spirit to spirit and having our emotions and our mind follow what the spirit is saying to our spirit. And it is a, you know, it's a, it's a always growing. We're always building muscles in this. We're, we're not, we're never going to arrive because God is always showing us things that we didn't have the mysteries that he's hidden for us, for us to discover in the time that we need to access those mysteries. So, and the emotional is the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions. We should say that one out loud. Lord, can I manage my own emotions? In a positive way to relieve stress, communicate effectively, uh, empathize with others, overcome challenges, and diffuse conflict. Shoo, that's a big bite, isn't it? So, um, and it's not that we're not supposed to work on that because we have all talked about that. I did a whole series on uh, healing our emotions. Uh, I think it was last fall or something. We did that class with Dr. Carolyn Leaf's uh, Switch on Your Brain that deals with the emotional side of things and, and how to connect our neurons to the Holy Spirit and make sure that, that we're filtering through that. That was a big class. But anyhow. So let's go to 1 Corinthians. We read this last week. We may read it every week uh, because it's such a powerful scripture. 1 Corinthians 2, and we're going to start in verse 6. And then we're going to talk a little bit about renewing our mind. And this is the book, Spiritual Intelligence. You can order it on Amazon. You can Kindle it. But uh, it is a profound book. 
Um, like I said, I read it last fall and I was like, yep, it's good. But then it just hit me again the first of the year and it, it just is profound. It gives you something to think about and to actually activate in your life. So we're going to start in verse six. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. So we understand what this says, right? That the wisdom of this age is nothing compared to the wisdom that God has given us. It is nothing. No president, no king, no CEO, no mama, no daddy has the wisdom of this age that will make a difference in their sphere of influence. The only wisdom that will make a difference is the wisdom of God that is filtered through the Holy Spirit in order to make decisions, to make the right. It's like Caitlin was sharing this morning. You know, the enemy's trying to steal the lie that if you raise your children up in the way they should go, they'll never leave. They'll always return to it. So the wisdom of this age is that she's a bad mom. The wisdom of God is the revelation that, yes, she is following the word of God in order to raise her children up in the way they should go. So they have boundaries, so they feel safe, so they know what is right and what is wrong. Verse 7, but we speak. Say, I speak. The wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us. Through his spirit. So we have the revelation of those things. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man. Except the spirit of the man. Which is in him. But even so. No one knows the things of God. Except the spirit of God. And verse 12 says. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. But the spirit who is from God. That we might know the things that have been given freely to us by God. We are a knowledge bank. You know, when I was part of a um, corporation, uh, one of our accounts, Coca-Cola, they were part of a think tank. And it basically was a knowledge bank where all the, the greatest minds get together and, and share all this possibilities. And they're, you know, they're all over anyhow, but there's no think tank that's going to get you anywhere without the spirit of God pouring in on it. You can think about all these things, you can possibilities, all those different things, but we need the spirit of God to filter through what is of God, what is not of God, what is good, what is okay. You know, we do a lot of okay that are not God things. We say yes to a lot of things that are not God's yes. Because we say yes with our mind, without our spirit. Yes, I do. I do that sometimes, Pastor. I really do. I need somebody to agree with me this morning. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds funny, but I'm telling you guys, this is part of the breakthrough that God has given us. 
our ability to solve problems out of the spiritual realm, spirit to spirit, in order to not only rescue, but to deliver the people on this earth from the bowels of hell. I mean, that's just the truth. You know, we, I was talking to the Lord last week and, um, sometimes he goes through these things of teaching me. So every day he shows up the same way. And this day in this past week, every day he's shown up on a white disc that hovers, you know, up in the heavens somewhere. And, um, as I was sitting on the white disc, he's talking about the harvest and he's talking about how our minds think the harvest is done in these group meetings and these uh, convention centers. And, you know, we've got a friend that goes to every nation and does this harvest. But he says the harvest is in your hands. The harvest is right there for the people you encounter. It's the person that sits next to you in the restaurant. It's your neighbor that sits a, that's right next to you that you've never even said other than, hey, how are you doing? And you've gone in your house and you've closed your garage. The harvest is in our hands. It's just a matter of getting it out of our minds and out of our mouth to bring people into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We all carry the harvest. I'm not waiting for... Daniel Kalinda to harvest for me. Yeah, I'm not waiting for the next big evangelist to come through. I am the next big evangelist. You are the next big evangelist. Your neighbors are your harvest. The people who work for you are your harvest. And that's where we have to learn how to release what the Holy Spirit is giving us whether it's politically correct in the situation we're in, because if he's given it to us, then he's covered it. Right? So I'm not sure where else I was going with that, but <laughs> that's good. All last week, I kept on having the sense I was going to wake. I wasn't going to have a message this morning that God was just going to give it to me as I go. And uh, that's not my favorite way. I, I really do. I, you know, I prep all week long because I read the word. I spend time with the Lord. I worship all that kind of stuff. But I like to have something a little bit more defined. So uh, this morning, he's just like, OK, here you go. We'll just go ahead and give you a little bit more defined. You know, the one thing I didn't um, uh, uh, define was spiritual intelligence. Spiritual intelligence is our spiritual capacity for brilliance. Think about that. I have the spiritual capacity for the brilliance of the Lord, which comes from having the mind of Christ granting us access to divine thinking. That's who my partnership, my partnership is with someone who has divine thinking. Right? Okay. Romans 12, 2. We're just going to read this a little bit. Romans 12, 2. And then I've got a couple declarations we're going to read with the scriptures that come underneath it. And this is talking about how, what are some of the measurements of a renewed mind? So let's read this one first, okay? And do not be conformed to this world. Now, our whole life, we've been taught to be conformed to the world. Whether it's your exterior, your hair, your makeup, your suit, your whatever. 
I remember when I worked in the corporate world, I had to wear a suit every day. You know, there were no jeans, there were no, and sometimes when we had our casual Fridays, I'd wear jeans, but I'd have to have a suit in my office in case a client called because I couldn't go see him in jeans. You know, I was conformed to my company's policies. Uh, we, we are taught confirmation. I mean, conf, what's it called? Conformity, conformity. We're taught conformity, and there is a honor to that conformity when we have an authority over us, like my company was like, you know, the, the uh, management level people always had to wear suits. They're, you know, they're, you know, what am I going to do? Come in jeans every day and say, they're like, that's great. You're fired. I'm sure we can find somebody who would wear a suit every day. So, you know, there's a time where we push back and there's time where we don't. So we're taught to conform to the world, but God is trying to teach us to be conformed to the spirit. And if we're conformed to the spirit, then the impact we have on the world will transform the world because the spirit is a transformational God that brings transformation when people encounter him. And we carry the spirit, so we bring transformation by uh, the breath of the spirit when we encounter other people. And I know when I go out every day, I don't always think, oh, I'm a transforming work of God that's going to transform somebody. No, I'm like, I got to be there in 10 minutes. I need to hurry. But it's resetting our minds where every day we're like, okay, God, I'm going out. I'm going to make phone calls. I'm running to the grocery store, whatever my list is. So I know there's people that need to encounter you. So let's use that spirit to spirit connection as I go. Help me to lean into that first as opposed to my intellect or my emotions. Like when we're driving down the road and somebody cuts us off. <laughs> you know, I heard my old pastor, I was, we were doing something with him, going somewhere with him. And he said, uh, he said, the, something that changed my driving was when my mother-in-law was riding with me and someone cut me off and she said, Lord, bless that driver. Just bless him, surround him, cover him with your angels. And that really impacted me. And so most, most of the time, not 100%, but most of the time I try to remember, remember, Lord, you don't know what they're, I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're late to work or to pick up their kid or, or just a lead foot. But all I know is that the blessings of the Lord are for us to release. So that's just a thought, a food for thought. But be transformed by renewing by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So when we renew our mind, we give the proof to what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. God, what is your perfect will? Let me read your word. Let me press into your word and let that renew my mind so that the decision I make line up with your word, line up with your will. So we're going to go through a couple of these declarations. And um, these are the, there's eight declarations, but I'm going to give you seven of them that are in my class. And we say them every class we meet. 
We say these declarations out loud. So the first one to tell if you have the uh, makings of a renewed mind, the first one is, I am full of hope. Yeah, say it. I am full of hope. I am full of hope. And the scripture, they didn't give me scriptures, but as I was doing this, these scriptures just kept popping up in my mind. So I'm going to read each scripture, but think about, are you full of hope? When situations hit, do you look for the hope in the situation? Do you look and say, God, this is my situation. I have two choices. I can be hopeless or I can be full of hope. Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, <clears throat> for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you future and a hope. So God's thoughts toward us is full of hope. And renewing our mind is when we look toward things that look hopeless, our thoughts become full of hope because our mind is renewed to what the word of Lord says. And he says that our life, he is the things he thinks toward us is filled with hope. Does that make sense? Okay, the next one. You know, sometimes A.V. just likes to be ornery. Mm -hmm. The impossible, the impossible seems possible. The impossible seems possible. Now, that's just a good word to stand on its own, right? Whenever there's a possible situation, we can look at it and say, it is possible. It is possible because the Lord God says, it is possible. The Lord has given us the word that with him, all things are possible. And that's what Luke uh, 137 says. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing. What looks impossible, God says nothing. Nothing. Nothing is impossible. Okay, Noah. The next one is, I live in peace and don't worry. My speculations are possible. Now, are positive. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Jean. Uh, so this is one that I feel like is the hardest thing for people to grasp. Because, you know, we can say, I believe nothing is impossible with God until that hits, till whatever it is hits, and then all of a sudden it's impossible. So what the difference is, is we've got the intellectual value system versus the spirit core. I can believe in my intellect, but do I believe in my spirit that filters my emotion that gets my mind going, right? And uh, the, you know, the one thing about this is how many struggle with worry sometimes? 
You know, how many times have you heard just worry? You know, I'm worried about this. I'm anxious about this. I don't know what to do about this. And I know the word says, don't be anxious about anything. So now I feel guilty because I'm anxious because the word says, don't be anxious. And I believe the word, but I am anxious. So now what do I do? It's that renewing of the mind. It's really grabbing a hold of God. Why is it my mind is battling with what your spirit says? It's like, Kim, uh, Caitlin was talking about this morning. Why is it that all of a sudden I'm feeling like I'm a bad mom, but that's exactly opposite. I'm doing what your word says. It's that battle that when we begin to release those words out of our mouth or in our mind thoughts that I'm anxious, I don't know that this is going to work out. I don't know what we're going to do instead of our speculation being positive. God, this will work out. I don't know how. I'm going to get my people praying. I'm going to call a friend. I'm going to go to the word. You know, that's how we renew our mind is when we're confronted with something that is in opposition to what the word says or in opposition to us in general, like we talked about it earlier, where the enemy has put up a wall against us. Then we go to the word and we beat the dickens out of it with the word until it completely disappears. You know, it's kind of like because my granddaughter has been staying with me for a little bit. Her favorite show is Sesame Street. And you know how uh, Cookie Monster, somebody remembers Cookie Monster, right? Whenever there's a plate of cookies, he eats every one of them until they're completely consumed. That's the word. We eat it until it's completely consumed, until when anxiety comes our way or something happens, we just start hammering the word over it. God, I declare nothing is impossible for those who believe. God, I declare that all things work to the good for those who, I mean, that's what we do. We hammer the word over it until it becomes like the cookies that Cookie Monster eats. There's none left of the enemy's residue to come after us. And all that's left is the word that we have consumed and is pouring out of us. I mean, this is powerful. This is powerful. The word is powerful. And our our speculations are positive. I am going to get through this. There is going to be a race for me. I am, I am declaring that God will provide what I need for this situation. I'm declaring that this couple in Kentucky will not have their house replaced, but it will be even better than what they had before. You know, that's where we get in competition with the enemy and the competition always wins when the word is what we use as our battle. That's our defense is is the, is the word of God. Okay. Next one. Ready, Noah? I like myself. That's a tough one for people. Say, I like myself. And say it like you really mean it. And give yourself a hug. There we go. I rejoice in my weakness. And through my weakness, God is strong. I did a women's retreat. And uh, it was a, you know, I had a lot of emotional healing as the base of it. But we had mirrors. And people had to stand in front of the mirrors and talk about how much they loved themselves and the qualities that they loved about themselves and the things that God made about them and all of these things. And I had a lot of women who could not do it. 
They could either, I had one that couldn't even look at themselves in the mirror. And then others that would cry, trying to come up with words that they just didn't believe about themselves. Renewing our mind means that we love who God's created, us. And through the process of his love being poured in us, the, the spirit living in us, through the process of healing the things that have held us back. You know, one of the biggest uh, strongholds is rejection in the body of Christ. I work with a lot of people that struggle with rejection. Discouragement, disappointment, you know, those type of things. Gene released a word Friday night at the prophetic word of um, just this... Uh, uh, and I kept seeing harassing spirits just lying to our minds and, and us having this battle of the mind of what is true about us. So we got to love ourselves and, and know that, you know, he's created us for love. And it's not just for him loving us, but us loving ourselves. Otherwise, it's too hard to love other people. How can you love someone when you can't stand yourself? Because what you love is you love through the filter of how you feel about yourself. Psalms 138.3. I don't think I read that last scripture over the peace one, did I? Mm -mm. I'll read that in a minute. Mm -hmm. I guess. Psalms 138.3. It says... In the day when I cried out, you answered me and you made me bold with strength in my soul. You healed me. I cried out. I cried out whether I'm a good mom or not. And you came and you made me strong and you made me bold in my soul. So my soul knows what my spirit knew all along that I am loved and I am good. And God has created me to be loved and to love others. Amen. And some of these things you may be going, huh, I never thought about or, oh, I have struggled with this. I mean, we've all struggled with different, we all have our different things that we struggle with. I um, had lunch with somebody the other day and I was telling them, I said, you know, sometimes I just struggle with feeling discouraged. And I, I don't know what happens. It's like a, suddenly a wave will just hit me and I'm going along Monday, Tuesday, all, all of a sudden Wednesday afternoon, I'm like so discouraged. And I'm like, what is that? And God has taught me over the years that as soon as it hits, as soon as I, I can recognize it, I just command it to stop. I command it to break. I command that demonic attack against me to quit. And I just keep doing it and releasing the word until it lifts. And it doesn't stay as long as it used to. Sometimes it's an hour. Sometimes it's two hours. Sometimes it may be two days because it's a battle over it. But we've got to find when the enemy hits us, we got to grab a hold. God, make me aware. Give me that aha moment so I can beat it off with your word because your word will crush it. I want to go back and read that first Thessalonians 5.23 over the uh, I live in peace. Uh, ta -da, ta -da. 
It says, now may the God of peace himself, so he is peace, sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He who calls you is faithful, who will also do it. Amen. Okay, we've got three more. Okay, I am quick to forgive and freely give grace and mercy. That's us, right? We're people of God. We are quick to forgive and uh, freely give grace and mercy most of the time. And that's going to be Ephesians uh, 4.32. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And that's, these are all signs of a renewed mind. That when something happens against you, instead of being venomous toward that person, I'm quick to forgive. Because forgiveness is for me. So poison doesn't fill my heart. And they have to deal with their own hula hoop. For some people, it's easy to have that conversation of forgiveness. And for some people, it's just a spiritual safety net that God has given us. So we don't get entwined by the enemy's uh, words of vengeance and anger and bitterness and lack of self-control because we have so much hatred towards someone. So we can, when we can wash clean our hearts because we've chosen to forgive instead of holding it against them and letting our hearts be filled with bitterness. Yeah. Okay. I am confident and thankful. That is a good word, isn't it? Second Timothy one seven. I'm sorry. Yeah, that is right. Second Timothy one seven. For the for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So when insecurity slips in or that even complaining, have we ever complained about something? And then when we get through complaining, we're like, yeah, that did nothing for me. <laughs> that was of no help. We can either be complainers or solution providers. And sometimes when we complain, it just takes us in a whole different spiral. But when we're thankful and confident, then it makes a difference to all the people we encounter. It makes a difference in our own life. How many have ran through uh, the complaint through your head about 15 times? Because you're going to see that person. You've got it all worked out how you're going to work it out and how you're going to say it. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> Joe hasn't, but, you know, he can lay hands on us when we get through. So we'll have that anointing of never, <laughs> that anointing of never. Okay, here's our last one. I believe in others that should have an S. Oh, you got it. I believe in others and I give them the benefit of the doubt them the benefit of the doubt. I believe in others. I always love this to uh, actually love the story of Judas and Jesus and how Jesus kept him in his position, knowing his disposition. 
knowing his character. How he didn't give up on Peter or John or James or any of the rest of them that took off running, you know, because he knew what they're called for. And, you know, there are people that are in bad places in their life. There are people that are just having a bad day. And we just believe in them. We're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, thank you, Noah. Luke 10, 27. So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. We love God. We love ourselves. We love our neighbor. And we love the word. Because it is a powerful weapon against anything, any assault of the enemy the word will defeat. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, so that's it for today. And uh, we're going to eat lunch in a few minutes. So if you guys will stand. And I just want you to put your hand on your head. So Lord, we declare that our mind is renewed by the word. We declare that our spirit follows your spirit. We declare that our emotions are healthy. And where they aren't, God, you will show us. God, we love your word. And we thank you that you've given us wholeness, body, mind, and spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.